0: Hey friends, this is Stephanie. And this is Megan. And welcome to this week's episode of Jen's and Friends.
1: So with Father's Day just around the corner, today's episode is about fathers, baby daddies, and sperm donors. Megan and I have very different experiences when it comes to our dads. So let's get into it.
0: All right. So speaking of sperm donors, I will talk about my dad experience. Um, so my parents, I grew up with a single mom. My parents divorced when I was about two. Um, my dad always lived in another state, so I did not see him that often. And obviously I didn't really remember much until grade school age. And then I still distinctively remember being really scared of dad's voices. So like when I would go over to a friend's house, I felt very uncomfortable and intimidated and just that like deep male voice really scared oh. me because I just wasn't used to that. You know, uh, obviously at my, at my house with my mom, I always just like, I don't know. And I always felt like if there was a mom and dad in the house, dinner time felt super formal to me and i would get very nervous because i was just so used to just being my mom and i so i was like when like, you would
1: go over to I would, friends yeah house when for I would, dinner mm-hmm. yeah
0: when i would go over to friends house for dinner and i'm like oh shit like your dad's gonna be here and your mom like we all have to sit down at a table and it felt very very formal and i was yeah. like, kind of uncomfortable not that we like you know didn't sit at the table but it's just I just felt like, wow, there's a lot of people at the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then like even even like a family member, like my uncle, I remember he got really mad at my cousins and I for doing something. And he was like, called us by our, our full names and was like, get down the stairs. And I like burst into tears and was like hiding in the corner of the bedroom because I didn't want to go down. I was scared. Yeah. Um, because also I think – you know, especially in the 80s, 90s, it still was not uncommon to discipline with the belt. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was another thing. And actually, so now that I say that, it kind of reminded me of when I would go and visit my dad. He was married, remarried, and had um, a, a stepdaughter. And then you know, a child with his, um, I don't know, third third wife or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. but that's how he would discipline was with the belt, and mm-hmm. he never ever disciplined me though. And I don't know if it was because he felt uncomfortable and felt like he couldn't because we really weren't around each other that much, mm-hmm. and also because I was I was on my best behavior because you know it it was very. Not natural for me. I wasn't comfortable, so I was like minding my p's and q's. But yeah. I remember him like threatening my step sister t- that he, you know he was gonna get out the belt and stuff, and it was just like horrifying. But yeah, you get in trouble for that. Yeah, <laughs> he was in the belt, but that was that very that was <laughs> Yeah, that was very common. Oh, in, yeah. in our I, day mm-hmm. for sure. You mm-hmm. know, you know, if we lived on the country, it would have been a switch or. <laughs> you know, something, a paddle or whatever. But yeah, I mean, the belt. So um, tangent. But I didn't feel like, I remember, you know, as a kid, I was more like scared of a dad. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was probably high school age or junior high, high school age, where I then felt excluded that I didn't have a dad because there were more like, father daughter dances there were um I know like my church we did there was like a father father kid fishing like field trip that was the last time I went fishing besides when I just took my son um a couple weekends ago but now that I think about it I'm like like why was that only
1: fathers and fathers or
0: grandpas or whatever to take their kids like why is that a gender thing like I was like I know women who fish,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, fish? no.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I took my son, you know, so I don't know. I just, I was lucky to have, you know, an uncle step in and play certain, I guess, step into certain positions, you know, like helping me fix my car or Mm -hmm. like changing my oil or that kind of fatherly things but you know i mean to be honest it's really it's not the same yeah because even when i asked my youth pastor to dance with me when i was on dance team there was that was another event like i never went to a father-daughter dance i never asked my uncle i never asked any male figure but but i did for dance team because it was like it was a team thing so Mm -hmm. i had to have a stand-in i remember like it was you know, great. And I'm like, happy he did it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's really not the same. Having someone for certain moments step in, it's just not the same because, you know, I remember feeling like, well, he has a family of his own. He Mm -hmm. has, he's married, he has children. Like he can't be
1: there for you all the time. Yeah. yeah,
0: he. I can't monopolize his time. Like, like a child would, you know, for their like real dad and whatever that looks like, whoever the male, you know, figure is like in their life, like that's active. And so, you know, getting married, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to have like, I dad, my dad walk me down the aisle or whatever. Like, you know, so there's just like certain mushy things that come up where I'm like, Oh yeah, that sucks. But, but now,
1: so with your experiences with your father and then your uncle kind of stepping in and then having your youth pastor, like kind of also step in sometimes. Yeah. How did that help you in trying to determine a partner, you know, in your husband or in, you know, relationships that you had leading up to when you got married?
0: That's a good question. So I definitely wanted, I mean, like, you know, a father, whoever was going to be the father of my children, be involved and active and not afraid to like talk about feelings and, you know, that kind of thing. And um, when I met my husband, so my uncle and I would like, we didn't talk about feelings or whatever, but he definitely was like the protective, like he did the fatherly things. Right. Which was great. And I feel like my youth pastor was more of a, like a protective kind of role. And then when I met my husband, he was already a dad. Mm-hmm. He had a little girl, Um, she was, I think, four at the time, or almost five. Yeah, I think she was five. You know, I just, he was a great girl dad. Like, he was, like, not afraid to, you know, talk about, like, hygiene things, or he was very complimentary. Like, I think, you know, definitely one of his love languages was words of affirmation. So he was very, like... Cheerleader, like, oh my gosh, you're so great. Like, thank you so much. Like, oh, you look, you know, pretty and like, um, just like I love you. And like he was not a hard ass
1: to show affection.
0: Yeah. He wasn't like uncomfortable. He was actually a very emotional person, which is funny because he was huge and like, you know, six foot three and like all these tattoos and stuff. And he walked very tall and he just, you know, he had a like a very big presence, personality and size wise. And so, um, but he just was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed about that. Like, you know, like all that stuff. And then when we found out and then we got married, blah, blah, blah. We found out, you know, we were having a a boy. He was so excited to have a boy. And I knew, I mean, he'd be fine either way. Of course, that's what they say, but he was ecstatic. And I mean, I didn't get to see, a difference i guess you know obviously because of the age difference with my stepdaughter and then um my son when my husband died but he was very attentive when my son was born he i mean there were times where like you know he would be up with him rocking him to sleep and he would change him and he would come home from work and he'd be like why don't you like I'll hold him you just like take a breather or, you know, like he was never, he would never have told me like, you can't go out with your friends. Like, he'd be like, no, 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 you should, you know, go take your, you know, go out with your friends and I'm cool. Like I'll be with the baby or, so he was very like, he was very involved. Yeah. Um, which I really liked. And I also liked that he, we were on the same page with like sleep training type things. Like both of us could not stand to let our son cry it out. Like he's like, oh, yeah. I don't care. He's like, he can sleep with us for however long. <laughs> like he's like, I can't stand to hear him cry in that crib. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go get him. Like he's like, he was never, it was, it was great. He was really great. Um. So yeah.
1: Well, I feel, I, f- I feel like that when, you know, when we had that gap in time, I didn't get to know your husband. I didn't I never got to meet him because we connected after he passed away. But knowing you and the stories that you've told me about your husband and kind of just how you met and kind of how your relationship was, I because I know you and the things that you've told me, I can already sense that he was a very loving Sensitive, kind of like teddy, teddy bear. bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and that I'm sure he was funny because I know you and you love to laugh. Yeah. And I don't think you could have a partner that was not funny. I don't yeah. think that's possible. <laughs> I like, think that's one yeah. of your unspoken roles is that you got to be funny. You got to yep. be nice and smart and loving, you know? So, yeah. But it's interesting to hear how your experiences with your father and You know, the father figures in your life kind of led you to finding your husband and the qualities that were important to you when then taking into account your children. Mm -hmm. Um, So, my father, I have a little bit of a different story where my father, I actually grew up with my father in my life. My parents are still married, they've been married 39 years, been together a little over 40. Um, And so, they've been with each other and he's been in the picture my whole life so i haven't had um you know a span of time or anything where i didn't have a dad but my experiences are a little different because my parents are immigrants and i i too was not i was i'm also an immigrant and so when i saw fathers out in the wild you know um <laughs> at at school functions or at church or just out you know at the grocery store or whatever i always looked at American dads a little different than my own dad. You know, my own dad was great. You know, I didn't, I took for granted how much my parents and especially my dad had to do, you know, when we came to this country, you know, and all the sacrifices they made to provide us a good life. Mm -hmm. So I never even really thought about that until I was older. But when I was younger, I would see, you know, my friends with their dads, you know, and dads from other countries are very different, I think, from the dads in America. So, you know, I would see my friends with their dad and they would be very playful and jokey and you know and my dad was was in a way but it was just a very different approach very so i saw these differences and i'm like am i missing something is because all of these dads that i see it's a different relationship so i always felt like am i missing out on something but really you know i only saw little you know snippets of time when you know when they were interacting with their father and then i have my full experience with my dad and it made me when i got older i realized that even though my dad's different from My friend's dad's, he's just as good of a father, if not better in many ways. But I always knew he was a little different because so I used to play volleyball in uh, elementary school and middle school, and I would play club ball. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had to stop playing at a certain point because I started like getting tall like really early in life and then Mm -hmm. stopped growing very early also so yeah. I hit I'm five two and three quarters <laughs> <laughs> so I hit my my top height level at like the sixth grade so mm-hmm. that's kind of where it all ended my volleyball career was in the sixth grade but anyway so you know th- during volleyball games the dads would like get together and chat and you know my dad was you know, he's, he's very outgoing guy, but he has to kind of get used to the group. So I would see all the dads stand in a circle. And <laughs> my dad's a small guy. He's like 5'1". Mm-hmm. So you see all these dads are like 5'10", 6'5". Six six and you see this little man <laughs> like in the circle <laughs> of dads, looking up at the other dad trying to have a conversation. And back then, I am ashamed to say this, but back then I was embarrassed a little bit because, you know, I'm like, in my stupid, selfish mind, I was like, why can't you look and be like other dads? But now as an adult, I'm like, you know what, like, that is a story that I'm going to have forever. And that's something that I, he's just like a cuddly little guy, you know, I love my Mm -hmm. dad and I took him for granted a lot. And so now that I'm older, I really try to make an effort to show him love and attention. And, you know, as I think parents get older, they get a little bit more needy for our attention. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think sometimes they even seek help on things that they don't really need help on, but, you know, it's good to have you, you know, like their kids there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding that with my dad and even my mom and like, wait, well, you know how to do this, but they just want you to do it, you know, so that you'll yeah. be around and you'll do things for them. So I really regret kind of how I even treated my dad and my mom when I was younger and the things that I thought about when I was younger in regards to my parents. But I really make an effort now to make up for it. Even though I never said it to their face, having those thoughts was bad enough. But then I also look at my boyfriend. My boyfriend has two kids. They're much older now. They're in high school, one actually graduating this year. And when I came into their lives, they were seven and nine. So they were still little but I would see how my boyfriend would talk to his kids and especially his daughter and very similar to your, to your husband, to where he's wasn't afraid or he's not afraid to show emotion. You know, mm-hmm. he will, he used to tell his daughter all the time, like, you know, I'm so lucky to have a daughter like you and you're so beautiful inside and out and you're going to do amazing things in the world. And, you know, just really just hype her up, you know, Mm -hmm. and really just give her that confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found that, like, even though my dad didn't do that in that way, he had his own ways of doing the same for me. And I think in translation, how my dad did what my boyfriend does for his daughter is that he would put me in situations that would really test me and test my abilities and guide me to success. And when I would succeed, he would be there to celebrate with me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the same kind of getting the same end goal, but with different methodologies. And I didn't understand all that again until I was older, but I appreciate it now. So yeah, I, yeah, I have. Abs- yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. I, I contrast my dad and how he raised me and how I see other people's dads or even how my boyfriend raises his kids and how, you know, every situation is unique. But I think how my dad raised me was exactly perfect for me, because I wouldn't be the person I am without him. So, right. If you're you're hearing this, dad, I love you. And I'm sorry, I used to make fun of you because you were little. (laughs) You're still little, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you know, it also, I mean, you could feel like bad about it now, because we know better, We, we should know better, we're different. But it's like, that is also a very normal reaction or mm-hmm. feeling to have at that age because you want nothing more than to blend in and to not yep. stick out and to look like everybody else. And, and then it's like, then you learn when you're older, you're like, oh, I don't want to. Then you're considered just the boring, basic bitch. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, you know? And, you know, a lot
1: of those fathers that I well, I guess I thought I was jealous of, you know, they're no longer married to the mother or, you know, they became absent after a divorce or, Mm -hmm. you know, things didn't pan out. So it wasn't so peachy key as I thought it was when I was a kid. And here I was here criticizing my dad when, in fact, he was doing the best he could and keeping his marriage alive, keeping his kids happy. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't see the importance of the bigger picture. You know, I just saw those little snippets of time that I was at my friend's house, or, you know, whatever the case is, and thought that is what a dad should look like, when in fact, I actually had a great dad at home, Mm -hmm. and I just didn't appreciate him. So, you know, that's the most
0: important part, though, is and I think every parent, they kind of go in understanding, like, You are going to think that I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You're going to be frustrated with me. You're going to feel like I'm just a, you know, a Mm buzzkill or whatever. But the important thing is that, you know, when they grow up, when you grew up, you can look back and be like, ah, okay, I see, I see why it was the way it was and I can appreciate it and appreciate the lessons. That's, that's what you, that's like one of the end goals that you would want because Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, it's like you could go the other way and then you've, older adults who are just like the world owes you everything. And you know, all this stuff. So that's good. I mean, and and I like how you said that he's taught, he set you up for like life lessons because there's a lot of parents that are like helicopter parents who do everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like do everything for their kid. And then they're like ill-equipped for like real life. And that's why they're like a big shock for them because you didn't Prepa- you just try you to make everything easy for them, and you tried to fix everything, and it, and I mean that is really hard not to do at times. But you, your kid will be better for it if yeah. you don't and, do that. Yeah. So much. And
1: in the in the time that it happened, you, as the kid, you're looking at is it, like, why are you making me do this? This is so right. pointless. Why don't you just do this for me? Right. But now I'm like, man, I I'm glad my dad made me do it on my own. You know, he was there to guide me, but. Really pushed mm-hmm. me to to do it on my own and be independent. And I think a lot of where my confidence as an independent woman, you know, comes from both my parents. But a part yeah. of it is that my dad trusted me mm-hmm. to make mistakes and fall and not to give up, you know, but yeah. he instilled that in me. And I will say I am so, so, so lucky. And this is not lost on me that My father is still around and I can continue to appreciate him and thank him for the things that he taught me Mm -hmm. and still continue to learn from him because some people don't have that. So I know that I'm so, so, so lucky to, yeah. to have that re- kind of relationship with my my dad. So
0: yeah, and you guys like hang. I mean, <clears throat> my dad. You call come- cool dad now. Let's uh-huh. just say that
1: he wasn't. Uh-huh. He, you know he was my dad dad before, and I was a younger kid. But now I got a, I got one of those cool dads, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and when you, you know what? Town, and I come into town hang and out. You know, not only is he happy when I come into town, you know, because I'm coming into town, but yeah. he's like, that's my fun daughter yeah not that his other daughter isn't fun but i'm just extra fun
0: yeah i mean so that's cool it's like yeah, you, it's a bonding you know, thing for us so. yes i mean yeah because you always are like oh i'm just you know me and my dad are hanging out doing this that doing and the other the and it's like state you know it's like everyone went to bed and then there's me and my dad like hanging yeah, out. We'll, and i'm like that's we'll, so cute.
1: yeah we'll it's just cool. like you know hang out watch naked and afraid or watch <laughs> like 90 Day Fiance. My dad's a real big like reality show guy. I love (laughs) it. So we'll watch these random shows, you know, late at night because he's a night owl. And, you know, these are memories that I get to have. Yeah. You know, so I'm super excited to to continue to make those memories with him. So yeah, but no Father's Day episode would be complete without a dad joke or two. And My dad is super guilty of telling some of the corniest jokes. And then I've got my boyfriend, who's also a dad, who also has some corny jokes. So I have jokes all around me. However, sometimes those jokes are slightly inappropriate (laughs) and (laughs) maybe offensive. So I'm going to try to filter the clean ones as best I can. But if you do want me to tell you the the um the not so clean ones just hit us up on our (laughs) instagram or email us and i can i can share them no problem okay (laughs) so here's here's the first one here's here's the one that actually came from my boyfriend what do you call a guy with (laughs) notions what (laughs) tony you get it? <laughs> oh me! Yes. I always feel like I have to explain it. <laughs> like that, I, that makes it better. You're like ah, get it? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh. it's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, That's awesome. so I thought I when he told me that I fell. I literally fell off my chair because at first I didn't get it. And then he had to do exactly what I did not explain it. And I was like, oh, and then it was it was then funny.
0: Yeah. No, that's OK. Good. I like it.
1: So, OK, here's another one. How do you follow Will Smith? You follow his fresh prince.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. wow. That was more
1: of a, you know, a nostalgia, zenial plug. So and then I've got one more.
0: Okay, okay. Um,
1: what do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not even that funny prime mates <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not even that funny but i couldn't i couldn't say it ah,
0: well you got a snort out of you me gotta, i got a <laughs> snort
1: that's the first snort of the of the season yay oh. one one
0: Megan oh. and zero <laughs> uh, snorted yet, so. that is that is funny oh, had, to, is had funny to leave funny. our
1: listeners with some high quality dad jokes on this on this Father episode for sure.
0: Oh, that's that is great. Okay. So on that note, <clears throat> how can our listeners find us? Well, they
1: can hit us up on Instagram by commenting on our latest post at GenZen Friends or email us at friends at gmail.com to give us feedback on what they want to hear. Also, don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe, and tune in next week for our next episode.
0: Later, Jensen friends.
1: Later.